Hi fam, welcome to Sweet Truth. Do you dare listen? Thank God it's Friday. I hope you guys are having a great night, having a great day, having a great morning. It is Friday. It is a day that the Lord has made and we are going to rejoice and be glad and air. With that being said, fam, let us get into our affirmations of the day. God will sustain me. God's peace will guide my heart. God delights over me with singing. God will instruct me and teach me in the way I should go. God is my refuge and strength, my help in times of need. In all things, I am more than a conqueror because God loves me. God will never leave me nor forsake me. God's perfect love casts out all my fear. Nothing can separate me from God's love. God's not done with me. God's not done with me. God's not done with me. So yo fam, man, like this is quite interesting. Okay, so today's reading is Psalm 51, 1 to 19. And this was whenever David had an affair, you know, with Bathsheba. And so the prophet Nathan came to him. And this was like a confession prayer in which he prayed. But I also look at it, you know, like a regular confession prayer because of what it says. And so... It is straightforward. There's really nothing, you know, to explain more on or go deep into. And I will be switching in between the New Life Bible Vision and the NIV Vision. So with that being said, let's just get right into it. Father God, bless this day, bless this word, and bless us. And it reads, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. So, you know, at this point, he was just like so guilty, like, God, blot out all my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity, please cleanse me from my sin. For I know my wrongdoing and my sin is always in front of me. I have sinned against you and you only. I have done what is sinful in your eyes. You are always right when you speak and fair when you judge. See, I was born in sin and was in sin from the very beginning. So stopping right there. You know, some may be wondering, like, okay, why do I have to confess? You know, it's like, I've never done really anything wrong in my life. I've never done bad things. I mean, I consider myself to be a good person. So why do I have to pray the confession prayer or the the sinner's prayer or whatever you want to call it? And it is for this simple fact right here that we were born in sin. 
whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, from the moment you come out of your mother's womb and you cry that first cry, you are born in sin. So we are born in sin. So it is not enough to just be like a good person, you know. It is not enough to just say like, oh, I don't do bad things and I don't do this and I don't say that and like I'm a good person and I go to church and blah, 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 blah. And all that is good. But we are born in sin. So we need to be cleansed. And that is why we pray the confession prayer. It's like telling God, acknowledging that I was born in sin. So Father God, cleanse me, make me new. Make me new, cleanse me. Let me be born again. And that is why it is called born again, being born again, because the first time you are born you're born in sin but when you confess it's like you are born again so now you are born without sin so you gotta confess you gotta confess and yet it comes from you at the end of the day you know it is your personal decision It has to come from you. It has to come from your heart. No one can force you to do it, you know. So it has to come from you. We can advise you to do it and just like talk about it and encourage everyone to do it. But like at the end of the day though, like it has to come from within. It has to come from you. And so that is why, for those wondering, like, why do I have to do this? I'm, I'm not, you know, a bad person, blah, blah, blah. It's because we are born with sin and in sin, so we need to be born again. It goes on to say, Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Now, this is quite interesting right here, verse 6. Because it's like, okay, God knows that when we are about to be born, we're going to be born in sin, right? So it's like, he desires that faithfulness in us while we are in the womb. And he teaches us wisdom in that secret place. Wow, this is like so mind-blowing to me because it's like, wait a minute. You mean to tell me I was born with wisdom and just didn't know it then? So God teaches us wisdom. Yo, God is the greatest teacher of like of all time. No cup. Like, he is the greatest teacher of all time. And to me, it's mind-blowing just to know that He begins to teach us things, to talk to us and to teach us things when we are in the womb. We're not even born yet. Like at this point, we're not even born yet. And yet God teaches us wisdom in that secret place. What a blessing. Seven, take away my sin and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. So this sin that we carry with us needs to be taken away. We need to be made clean. We need to be made as white as snow. And that can only come from God. Only God, only Jesus Christ can take away your sin. That is, That was his whole soul purpose to come on this earth. The word 
becoming man, the word becoming flesh, so that he could die. And his blood that was shed, that blood, that blood, that blood of Christ, makes us new, makes us as white as snow. Because imagine, if we are born in sin, we are doomed from the moment we are born, you know? And so God is like, wait a minute, like, that's not fair, you know? Like, that is not fair. So what am I going to do? I'm going to make the word become flesh. And so Christ comes, God becomes flesh, and he dies for us. All because of love, all because he loves us so much all because he l-o-v-e-s us so much what a great great father what a great father what a great God that great compassion that great kindness you know that unfailing kindness to say like no these are my children it is not fair they should not be doomed from the moment they are born that is not right so what am I gonna do I'm gonna make a way I'm gonna make a way become flesh that sacrifice So we can be born again. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. So you can see it is quite a shame. If you don't know Christ. If you don't know God. Because it's like. Man like I wish you knew. (laughs) I wish you knew. I wish you knew. moving on let me hear joy and gladness let the bones you have crushed rejoice hide your face from my sins and take away my wrongdoing create in me a pure heart O God and renew a a steadfast spirit within me Create in me a pure heart. Other visions say a clean heart. So we need a clean heart. And not only that, on top of that, we need to renew our spirits. How many of you know that your spirit needs to be renewed too? Like, literally, literally everything in you and within you needs to be renewed. Your heart, your spirit your mind, your thoughts, and everything constantly. We need to be renewed constantly. So this is not like a one-time thing. It's not like, oh, I'm born again, life's good, and moving on, you know, with life and all that. Like, no, it's like you need, we need renewal. We need renewal. We need renewal all the time.
And so David, after having gone through what he went through, he's like, God, man, like, create in me a clean heart and please renew my spirit because it's like the spirit becomes... You see, sometimes we sin without knowing, you know, we don't even know it. It's like you do something or you say something and it's like you don't even know. And other times we know. So for the times, this is for the times that we don't know is the whole reason why we need to renew our spirit, renew our thoughts and our mind and confess and ask God to cleanse us once again, ask God to wash us once again and to create in us a pure heart, a clean heart. Because your heart and your spirit with the date of sin becomes dirty. It's like it's dirty. So we always need to ask God to create in us a clean heart, a pure heart, and renew our spirit within us. It goes on to say, do not cast me away from your presence. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. See, the Holy Spirit doesn't like to stay in a dirty place. So it's like if your spirit is not renewed and your heart is not, you know, renewed and your thoughts are not renewed, it's like, you know, the Holy Spirit doesn't want to stay in such a place. It's like someone forcing you to live in a dirty house and at the end of the day, no one wants to be in a dirty house. No one wants to sleep on a dirty bed, eat from dirty plates, you know. It's like dirty, 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 dirt, 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 dirt everywhere so to be honest YouTube wouldn't want to live in such a place and so David after asking you know for if you had a clean heart and for his spirit to be renewed he's like and do not cast me away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me yo you can literally know like you can feel it when you have the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit lives within you in God's presence there is a difference like you can literally feel feel it and be like wait a minute like God I don't feel your presence around me like Holy Spirit I don't feel you inside of me so Father God do not Cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Because salvation brings forth joy. And grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. So restore to us, Father, the joy of your salvation. And grant us a willing spirit to sustain us. Fam, you need a willing spirit to sustain you. You need a willing spirit because you have to be in constant need of renewal, renewal, renewal all the time. So we can always stay in that place in the presence of God. Then it goes on to say, Then I would teach transgressors your ways, so that sinners would turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God. You who are God, my Savior, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. And so, not only was he feeling the guilt of, like, you know, having an affair and blah, blah, blah. But then he was also feeling the guilt of having, of causing the girl's husband 
you know, to die and something like that. He sent him out to a war that he wasn't supposed to be a part of because he knew that he was going to die if he went out to that world to fight that fight, that he wasn't going to make it. David knew that at the end of the day. So while knowing that behind in his head, it's like he just decided to go ahead with it. And so he's like, this is what this line is about. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed. He was feeling guilty. Then my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. Amen. 16 to 17. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. So stopping right there. In the previous segment, I talked about how God is really not interested in the burnt offerings, in the sacrifices, you know, in your offerings, but rather... He would rather have you. He would rather have you, rather have your heart. Because even though you are God, you are God's child. And he created you. You still have, you know, a free will. He's given us free will. So it's not like it's a forcing thing, you know, and that just speaks volumes to the character of God in your knowing like he's not gonna force himself on you it's like something that you're gonna wanna want to like you have to be willing to so it's not like a forcing thing like oh pray to me and be my child and blah 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 and confess and all that like no at the end of the day that decision has to come from you and you alone because salvation and having a relationship with God is like a personal thing. It's like your own journey. Nobody else's. And so that's why nobody else can pray for you. This confession and sinner's prayer. No, nobody else can have that relationship with God for you. It's personal. It's like a one-person thing. It's a one-on-one. One-on-one with you in Christ. And so it is personal. And so that is why at the end of the day, it is up to you. It is really up to you. Because Father God does not delight in sacrifice. See what David is saying? Oh, I would bring it. Like if that's what you wanted, I would bring it. But you do not even take pleasure in burnt offerings. So my sacrifice, oh God, is a broken spirit, a broken and concrete heart that you, God, will not despise because God does not despise a broken spirit or a broken heart or just, you know, the date of sin and all that. He does not despise that. And then last but not least, be pleased to do good to Zion, build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be happy with gifts given on the altar that are right and good. With bent gifts and whole bent gifts, then young bulls will be given on your altar. So after you've already done this, after he's already prayed this and he's prayed the confession and the guilt and everything, God make me new, God renew this. It is after that. That God now takes delight in the other offerings that you give to him that 
Really, he doesn't even need it at the end of the day. But then that is that is when he would take delight in that because at the end of the day he knows that he has what he's always wanted and that is you. And that is you and you alone. And so if you are willing to pray this confession prayer with me then please repeat after me dear Lord Jesus I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And if you pray that prayer, fam, there's a party in heaven, hey, hey, a party in heaven, hey, your fam. I hope you guys have a freaking great day be blessed be encouraged and be fearless and remember god loves you